This is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms, brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Brewerton Ace Hardware, Stanley Law Offices, and our great friends over at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. Two great locations, hot tub, amenities, walking track, the pool, classes, you name it. Get to Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, DeWitt and Liverpool locations, and find them on social media for all of their updated daily fitness tips as well. Elevate Fitness of Syracuse is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Let's spend this podcast breaking down what we saw in the national semifinals for college football and the college football playoff. I'm going to start with the first game that, you know, look, you can watch Alabama and realize, even though they have Jamison Williams, and I know that, you know, Mechie went down with the injury early in the year, um, you know, this isn't one of Nick Saban's best Alabama teams, but they still have a lot of the ingredients in order to you know, have that final entree come out pretty darn good out of the uh, out of the oven, right? I mean, this team is this team is is just dynamite. And when you have Nick Saban and you're well coached, um, a lot of the things that you're missing, <clears throat> you know, it it kind of almost doesn't matter, really, right? Like Alabama, just the beat goes on, and they shellacked Cincinnati phys- physically. Uh, up front, they were absolutely dominating. <clears throat> Brian Robinson Jr. went off, you know, for a 200-yard game. Um, and then, obviously, Bryce Young was able to work off of that a little bit. Uh, just 28 attempts in this game. This was kind of an old, if you think about it, an old school. And by old school, I mean, you know, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, Alabama, before they changed the offense to adapt to college football, with the slinging it and the RPOs and all the rest, and, you know, 5 wide, 11, 12 personnel, whatever. Bryce Young, of 17 for 28, 181 yards and three touchdowns. He had three touchdowns in this game. Robinson Jr. had a really strong ground game. It was it was the one-two punch of those guys, really, who took care of business. Uh, Brooks actually came through at wide receiver for Alabama. Um, so they still had pieces. It might not be Julio Jones. It might not be Mark Ingram. It might not be... Um, uh, you know, Mac Jones, even though, hey, Bryce Young, right, won the Heisman. Um, you know, it might not be some of the, it might not be Calvin Ridley. It might not be Patrick Sertan. It might not be, you know, name it, right? Alabama is wide receiver you, running back you, quarterback you, linebacker you, corner you. I mean, it, it, they're, they're everything you. It's national championship university, right? This team, the beat keeps going on. And all I could think of in this game is, okay, Cincinnati's a good team. They've had a really, really nice year. I'm glad they got into the playoff. But they lost by 21 to Alabama, not even one of Alabama's best teams. And Alabama, still with Bryce Young, still with Robinson Jr., still with Jamison Williams, right? Like, still with a, a defense that is absolutely unbelievable. Will Anderson Jr. had two sacks in this game. They had six sacks on on the quarterback. Branch was everywhere. Uh, uh, Harris was everywhere. Uh, the kid Mathis was everywhere. Turner and Dow were everywhere. I mean, this defense was suffocating the Cincinnati offense, a team that was super high-powered. And all I could think about over and over and over again, 
with all the things I just mentioned is that there are actually people who want an 8, 12, or 16 team playoff. Why? For what reason? So that Cincinnati can be replaced by somebody else and lose by 30 to Alabama? Like, this is the college football playoff. These are the four best teams from the entire year. And Alabama played Cincinnati one versus four. And Cincinnati was out of the game by halftime. And then they got shut out in the second half. They couldn't move the ball the entire game. And what, I mean, what do you want to happen? Do you want the, the 12th best team in America to play Alabama in a college football playoff? You know, cause, cause that's, that's what we're looking at right now. You know, that's, that's really what we're looking at. We're looking at if you have, if you have the 12 or 16, hell, even eighth best team in America, as I'm looking at the rankings right now, how do you think Oklahoma, Pittsburgh, or Ole Miss would do against Alabama? Really? They'd get rolled, right? Cincinnati got into the playoff, deservedly so, but they lost by 21 points. And so I just, I, I, I've, I've beaten on this drum for a while. I was with the people who felt like maybe 8, 12, 16 team playoff is the right move for, I don't know, a couple of months I felt that way. But now I don't. What happens if Alabama would were to play a BYU? Let, let's go to the AP top 25. I, I had gone to, the, to the, the playoff ranking poll, but like look at the AP 25 poll. Louisiana at 16, BYU at 12, Ole Miss at 8 again. Come on, man. <laughs> you, want, you want that one of those teams to play Alabama? <clears throat> I'm sorry, but it's, you know, you don't, you don't want that because then you're going to have multiple things of what happened. I know this is just this year, but we have in recent times – seen a potpourri of blowouts in the college football playoff. By the way, let's talk a little bit about Nick Saban. And by the way, because we had two more this year, I don't want four more. You know, I want competitive games. I mean, a lot of times we'll get the blowouts in the semis and then we'll get the good game in the in the final. Fine. I don't know what this year is going to be. I can't wait for Georgia, Alabama. Um, it's another crack for Georgia to get in there. We'll get to Georgia, Michigan in a minute. But I don't want four more blowouts in the college football playoff. It makes no sense to me. Just send them to the respective bowls, play them out. Some of the kids sit out getting ready for the NFL. Some of them sit out in general and just leave it. There's no need for more than four teams. And frankly, <clears throat> the committee's gotten it right every single time. I think people ha- you know, forget that. They've gotten it right every single time. And hey, good for them, right? Like, they've nailed it. And I don't need more and more and more and more and more and more and more blowouts. I just don't. Nick Saban is back in the national championship game. He is going for his eighth national championship. Eighth. Won six at Alabama so far. 03, 09, 2011, 12, 15, 17, 20 and one prior at LSU. People forget, when he took over Alabama, it was not a smooth deal in the beginning. This was not the Paul Bear, Brian, Alabama Crimson Tide. They were not a juggernaut. They were not a national power and phenomenon. 
They only were riding on tradition and history. That's it. Saban gets in there, and since he's been there, Alabama, this is the greatest college football dynasty in the history of the sport. It's one of the greatest dynasties of my lifetime. It's up there with any anyone that I've seen. Um, you're talking about 13 years of dominance, 14 years of dominance, 10 SEC championship uh, championships as well. <clears throat> you know, they've won 14 Western Division champ- championships in the SEC. Um, I mentioned Saban with the national championships and the rest. And, and you look at the, the, the players in the NFL, it, it, it's absurd. I mean, everywhere you turn, man, there's a bunch of guys from Bama, you know, all over the place. So I just... I just become more and more impressed. I don't have Alabama fatigue. I know that some people do. It's kind of like the Tom Brady thing, the Patriot thing for a while, and now Brady really by himself. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm getting to the point where, you know, I'm in my early 40s, and I, I want to appreciate a lot of this greatness. Now, look, if you're an Auburn fan, if you're an LSU fan, uh, if if you're, you know, even stretch it outside the SEC a little bit, you know, hell, if you're a Georgia fan for sure, you know, even if you're a Notre Dame fan or a Cincinnati fan or an Ohio State fan or whoever, you're sitting here going, dude, I, I'm so sick of these guys. I want an opportunity. I want I want to crack at this thing. You know, I don't I don't have a horse in the race in that conversation. I, I don't. I've, I've grown up for the majority of my life in central New York, lived here for the majority of my life. It ain't easy. <laughs> um you know, one of the things that I've really, really been disappointed about is that I haven't been able to see a lot of SEC stadiums because I really want to see football in the South. I, I've been to Florida State a bunch of times. My sister went there, um, you know, for grad school and, and part of her PhD. So I've been to Florida State, Florida. I've seen the South football thing, but I think it's obviously ratcheted up a little bit with Auburn and Alabama and LSU and Georgia and all these great teams in the best conference in football. And it's been that way for a long time. Um but I'm not, I don't have a horse in that race, right? Like I grew up loving Syracuse football. I ended up covering Syracuse football. I root for them and I root for Florida State, um, you know, and then I root for kind of stories and, and, and greatness and, um, you know, just great sports things to talk about because I'm in sports media. So I root for stories. I root for unbelievable things. I don't mind dynasties if I don't have a horse in the race. Um, this has been something else. This Alabama thing has been absolutely, positively mind-boggling. It, it really has been just unbelievable. I mean, I, I have been so impressed by this by this run by Nick Saban. You know, and I don't know how long he's going to go. You know, I really don't. I do not know how long he is going to go. You've got a situation here, right, where Saban is 70 years old, obviously makes huge money. You know, he makes over nine, he makes north of $9 million salary as head coach. And then you loop in there, you know, all, all, all the other stuff, the Nike, the, this, the, that I, I just, I I think he could go another three, four, five years. I don't see him coaching like to 80, you know, but I could see him three, four, five more years. He's spry. He's healthy. He runs every day. He eats the same salad for lunch every day. He's got a routine. You know, he, he's he's in very good health. Um, I, I, I could see him coaching up to 74, 75, 76, and, and that's about it. Because, I mean, I think college football, you know, Jim Beheim's still coaching at Syracuse at 77. We see guys in their 70s across, all over the place. Mike Krzyzewski, 
and others. And she, I know Coach K is done after this year. But it's a different ball game in football because, look, recruiting, you, you have to obviously put boots to the ground in, in, in college basketball as well, but not to the level of college football. you got to find a 53-man roster. That is a lot of work. It is a much harder gig recruiting in college football than college basketball. You're looking for really, if you're a power program, you're looking for five power guys over the course of a couple of years, five starters, and a few guys coming off the bench. In football, you need to build a line on both sides. You need to get a quarterback. You need to build it with wide receivers and running backs, right? And some of the assistants obviously do a lot of the recruiting. Don't get me wrong. On Saban's staff and every staff. But good grief, you got to put together 53 guys on a roster. That's at 75, 76 years old, I don't know how many people really want to do that. Maybe he does. You know, maybe he maybe maybe he does coach till he's 80. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But man, that would be <laughs> that would be tough sledding, if you ask me. ML Sports Platter here brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy and Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Make sure you get on over to Chick-fil-A in 2022. Grab those great chicken tenders, the fries, the mac and cheese, awesome fruit, and other sides to boot as well, and they've got your terrific Coke products and your desserts, like delicious, tasty cookies, and those shakes are to die for as well. Gift cards are available for any occasion at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Make sure you go follow and like them all over social media uh, as well. Let's get to the second game here uh, from the college football playoff, Um, and and, and this game was a joke right from the start. This game was over. <clears throat> pretty much in the first quarter. You had a 14-0 lead. If you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, you're feeling pretty darn good. They pour on another 13. They're up 27-3 at the half. Let's be honest, 14 to 20, 27 points-ish. You have that defense. You have that elite defense, that general generational defense, <clears throat> and it's basically impossible to come back. It really is. Georgia just suffocated Michigan. There were no answers for the Michigan offense, a team that really had a good year all year. You know, they had to split some time. McCarthy and McNamara quarterback, Hassan Haskins, of course, had a great, 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 great season. Just couldn't, you know, get things going against that D-line. Um, they didn't have a lot of wide receivers who did who did a lot in this game. Um, a couple of splash good defensive performances for Michigan, but they just couldn't control um, Georgia right out of the gate, and it was just too much. You know, Georgia, they brought out a stable of running backs. You know, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys get carries, and James Cook, who's dangerous, he was a bigger threat through the air. Four catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. Um, this Georgia team was super dominant, uh, super explosive. Um, I was really impressed with Stetson Bennett in this football game. I thought he was he was outstanding, um, super efficient, and just a blend and a super complete team, the Georgia Bulldogs. They're elite defensively, and they're really, really good offensively. McCarthy, by the way, for um, Michigan, he actually won 7 for uh, 17 and had a touchdown. In the game, Cade McNamara was awful. I mean, he had two interceptions. <clears throat> couldn't find water if he fell out of a boat. Just a really tough day at the office for him. I was impressed with this Georgia team, though. I really was. And, you know, we'll see what happens in the national championship game here. 
I mean, this is a Georgia club that has out-recruited, right, in, in a lot of spots. They have out-recruited Alabama, LSU, Ohio State. They've been number one several times the last several years. But they can't get over the hump of Bama. They cannot do it. You know, a lot of Georgia fans thought, oh, here we go. You know, this is this has got to be our year. You know, you get into the FCC champion, you know, the uh, SEC uh, title game. And Alabama killed them. <clears throat> 41-24. Just absolutely shellacked them. And you just wonder when the end is in, in this game, you know. When can Georgia finally do it? And do I think it's this year? I got to, again, believe it until I, you know, I, I got to see it to believe it, right, in this particular situation. Because Georgia has not done it yet, right? And they need to, you know, they need to. So we'll see what happens, but Georgia has had just a fantastic year. When you think about, I know Clemson had a down year, quote, down year. They still won 10 games, but yeah, when you're used to winning 13, 14, okay, pro- probably a down year. Uh, they beat number three Clemson in the beginning of the year to start the season. They beat number eight Arkansas. They beat number 18 Auburn. They beat number 11 Kentucky, right? And they beat number two Michigan in the playoff. I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five teams, not only ranked, but five in the top 18. And then they played another team in Alabama in the SEC title game, got rolled. And then everybody else, UAB killed them. Vanderbilt killed them. You know, Florida just waxed waxed them. You know, waxed Tennessee, waxed Charleston Southern, waxed Georgia Tech, waxed Missouri. They've had a great year. But it's getting to the point where Georgia Bulldog fans are like, uh, it doesn't matter for us. You know, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter any of these wins until we beat Alabama. And I almost wonder, I mean, I I think that Georgia, let's say Alabama was upset by Cincinnati and Georgia was in the title game against Cincinnati. You're a Georgia fan. Does it feel as much of a quality championship if you beat Cincinnati in the final and not Alabama. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who feel that way. You know, the old Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. Like, well, we went through the ALCS, but we didn't get Boston or we didn't get the Yankees. Um, You know, kind of the Patriot-Colt thing for a while with Brady and Manning. Celtics-Lakers in the 80s. You still won it. Still had a great year. Can't take the championship away. But... Does it feel as big? Probably not. I'm not saying that Georgia fans would have taken an SEC title win against Alabama and then not a national championship. I think obviously the ultimate goal, regardless of who's in what playoff and who you play it, you want to win the whole thing. Um, so I think George probably at this point would take it any way they could get, but they really, they really need that win against Saban. You know, they really do. Kirby Smart needs that win against Nick Saban. I mean, Georgia has got to beat Alabama this time around. They do. Because I'm afraid here, they're like, you know, you you try not to ever do this, like never say never type of a thing, right? You try to just say, you try to avoid never, 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 never. But if Georgia isn't going to beat them this year with this team, with this defense, 
right? Like a second crack at them. With this juggernaut of an offense, even with the complete nature, with the great offensive line that they have, you know, all these great recruiting classes have just piled onto each other to get to the point you're at right now. This Georgia Bulldogs team has probably, I want to venture to say about 11, 12 NFL players on this team, right? And Jordan Davis has been a beast all year. They stuff the run. They get after the pass. Their linebackers fly. They take the ball away. I mean, they are, this is truly an elite generational defense. 14 interceptions on the year and 45 sacks. This team is crazy good defensively. Nicobe Dean, Lewis uh, Kine, the kid Tyndall, Walker, Smith, all those linebackers. Jordan Davis up front, phenomenal. They've just been unbelievable. This has to be it, right? Because if they're not going to do it now, when 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 are they going to do it? You know? Like when is Georgia going to beat Alabama if it isn't this year? I don't know. You know? I don't know. I really don't know. ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms like Spotify and Google and Apple and Stitcher, Deezer, and many more. Make sure you download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for a great 2021, by the way, and I wish everybody the best in 2022. We are brought to you by Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, our good friends at Camillus Golf Club, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian Conboy today. Brian Conboy, Mass Mutual New York State. He's got your future set for finances, whether you're sending a youngster to college you're retiring, maybe it's a little bit of all that, go with Brian today, advisors.massmutual.com. That's advisors.massmutual.com. He's on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State. He is the official financial advisor of the ML Sports Platter. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to the Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company and our terrific friends at Welch and Company Jewelers. Again, I'm Mike Lindsley. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. Look for the ML Sports Platter on Instagram and on Facebook, and my ML Sports takes all over the major social platforms like Twitter, Facebook, IGTV, and Instagram, and YouTube, and, of course, TikTok across the board there. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for the support. And, hey, don't forget to visit pinstripepassion.com for uh, baseball coverage in 2022, assuming that we have baseball at all. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.